Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Conversations with Yoder's Farm. Uh, this is episode number two, and I'm Eldon. And I'm Lowell. And uh, today we are going to talk a little bit more in depth about the strawberry process. Is that right, Lowell? Uh, that's what I understood, yes. All right. So I guess I'll just turn it over to you and let you just kind of jump into it, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, so we hope to give you a bit uh, more of an in-depth overview than what uh, maybe you have caught from the, our Facebook po- posts. And, uh, you know, we try to educate people through the year about what's going on, but uh, we thought maybe we would uh, record a podcast around uh, just kind of the the timeline, maybe, timeline, life of, cycle, whatever, yeah, of uh, what we're doing when of yep. strawberry production. So. Uh, we use the uh, Plasticulture Strawberry Production System, which is just a fancy word to uh, mean that we grow them on plastic hills, basically. It was um, developed out in California and adapted here to uh, the U.S. Uh, traditionally... California is actually in the U.S. What did I say? You said it was <laughs> uh, developed in California. Anyhow... Perfect. It was adapted for the East Coast, I guess. Is that what you meant to say? It was, yeah, brought to the East Coast and uh, made popular here. And it's it's kind of worked its way from the southern part of the East Coast on up the coast. I think some people actually are doing it up in the northern states now. So traditionally, strawberries were grown uh, just in a field setting and then on strawed uh, rows. Matted rows, that what that's called? Yeah, but, uh, you know, it has something to do with their name, you know, strawberry, strawberry, oh. so forth. So that was uh, how it was typically done around here. Okay. So this uh, plastic ultra system is slightly different, though there are similar similarities. So we uh, plant our berries. Well, first we work the ground. You've got to, when you're dealing with uh, making these nice plastic-covered hills, you have to have uh, nice decent dirt to work soil. with. Soil. Right? You've got a, plenty of loose uh, dirt and uh, free of as many rocks and clods as as you can possibly have. Which you know we do the best we can. Um, the soil around here isn't you know perfect by any yeah. stretch. So we make uh, we we work the land, and typically we make the beds in uh, August. Uh, we like to get them in in a timely way, and then we're looking for a planting uh, date. We some varieties we plant early in the month of September, closer to the front end, and then uh, another variety likes to be planted a little bit later in September, mid to late September. And uh, so that's what we do. These uh, strawberries we get from nurseries. Um, the interesting thing about them is they, the tips, which become the actual strawberry plant, is harvested off of mother plants up in Canada. These are they're they're harvested, kept in cold storage, shipped to a nursery, and then they're put in, put into plastic trays. They're uh, put under an intense mist uh, cycle for for several weeks. They grow little roots. Anyway, they become strawberry plants. Plugs, we call them, till we get them and uh, are ready to plant them, right? That's right. So, so we buy many of them, and then we also raise some ourselves. Uh, so we 
get them and uh, do the do the same little misting process uh, here. So we're planting in the month of September. Uh, after planting, we're trying to make sure the beds are really wet to uh, get good plant establishment. Sometimes we're running overhead irrigation over top as well as our normal drip irrigation. Um, just depends on the, the conditions, but uh, we have done that before. You're looking to get uh, decent plant growth. It's nice to have sort of a mild fall, uh, mild on into October and into November. Uh, you're wanting you're wanting it to be mild but not crazy warm is yeah. ideal. And then at some point you actually want it to get cold. You reach a point where your plant is at a good size to go into the winter, and then it's nice for it to gradually cool down and uh, kind of go into a dormant state. Now, obviously, you're dealing with Mother Nature. Things like that don't always uh, work, but that, those would be yeah. ideal conditions. So if uh, if it stays too warm for too long, you can actually get some blooming in the fall. and Yeah, and you end up with plants that are just really yeah. too, too large. That's one reason we don't plant any earlier in September. Uh, now, farther north, you're dealing with uh, cooler weather. You would actually plant earlier than we do. Yeah. And then farther south, uh, they plant actually quite a bit later than we do. So the main goal of, say, October and November is to mostly get a good uh, root system established and uh, a little bit of growth. Uh, yeah, before I've heard out, kind mostly. of like a cantaloupe-sized plant is what you're shooting for. All right. And then we head into winter. They go kind of dormant. Yeah, they they slow down, stop growing uh, during the coldest part of the winter. Um, we, we'll often, we'll use row covers as a way, like if we've had a cool fall, like last year uh, we had a, a cool stretch. Some of our plants were on the smaller side, so we, we row covered them earlier than normal using a floating row cover that's just a, a thin, uh, lightweight fabric that, you know, light can get through. It's about 60% light transmittance. I think that's trans, the right word. Translucence? Uh, Translucence, yeah. I don't know. It allows light to transmit through it. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Anyway, light gets through it one 60, way or 60, 70%. Yeah. And so we'll use that. If we need more growth, we'll, we'll throw one on earlier. Yeah. If we don't need the extra growth, we probably won't cover until uh, it gets pretty cold like you're talking mid upper mid teens uh low teens so do you do we leave the row covers on all winter or they come off until uh yeah well typically if it's you know in december and we cover we'll leave them on for a period of time unless it get is abnormally warm or something yeah. we might might pull them off for a while you you don't want your your plants to uh, get too warm under them and then start growing again yeah. before they're supposed yeah. to. So basically, we we try to just kind of have them in a holding pattern uh, through January and maybe into February. Um, you don't want them to wake up too soon in the spring, but um, basically, so like children, you want them to go to sleep when you want them to, and wake up when you want them to, and uh, wake up happy. Yeah, and if they if they wake up too early or uh, don't don't get um, go dormant for the, through the winter at the proper time, 
uh, we can end up with some issues in spring then. Right, and see the the plastic you're dealing with um, warmer soil it tends to push these plants a little bit more than a plant that would be you know just out in the field in the bare dirt in the bare dirt. So matted row berries typically you know, they bloom several weeks later with a berry on plastic. You're dealing with earlier bloom, which means earlier berries, but it also means more of a potential to be impacted by frost, which is probably the next thing we should talk about. Yeah, yeah. So uh, once we get through winter, uh, well, I'm not sure when does winter officially end. As we head into March, we start looking for blooms, right? Is it? Yeah, we'll typically start blooming sometime in March, and that's, again, very variable depending on the weather. It can vary by a couple weeks each year. Uh, during this time, it's a good time to begin the weeding process. We go through, take off dead leaves, kind of clean up the plant. So you're left with a nice, uh, healthy plant that helps with disease pressure later on in the spring. And you it know, makes get... for a better picking experience for everybody. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, you're, once you have blooms and you commit to, okay, this is, we're going to try to save these things, turn these blooms into into fruit. Uh, then we use row covers, the same row covers we talked about earlier mm-hmm. for frost protection. So uh, any night where you're getting down into the upper 30s and you're going to be pulling those row covers on and uh, it's fairly labor intensive, but you just get out there and do it. Uh, some Some farms use overhead irrigation. That's also an option we don't typically hear because our our irrigation supply and and system is a little borderline to do that so we we find it simpler to uh, for us just to get out and pull the covers on that can introduce some issues as well um for the plants potentially right as far as overhead irrigation yeah well you're throwing water onto your field yeah you know drier is better but yeah uh, for the same reason we don't want it to rain uh you know, every day throughout March, um, it can be an issue, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a very common practice that many people do yeah, it and I mean, it, are it quite works. successful at it. Sometimes people actually will cover overhead water over top of the, the row covers, and you can take plants way down into the probably the low teens. You can protect blooms. Wow. We can we have a, a we backup system for, where we might could do that, but we've never done that to this yeah well sometimes our our backup system is we have uh, some lightweight covers so we'll if we're in a we can get eight or ten degrees out of our normal cover of protection so our backup system is to throw another cover on over top of it double layer and then you can get more like i don't know 12 maybe 14 okay wow maybe not quite that it depends yeah. on the conditions and the wind and so forth. So the backup to our backup is the water system that we sort of have but have never used, I guess. Yeah. And hopefully never will have to. <laughs> so uh, anyway, you're you're on and off of the covers. Yeah. You're frost protecting. And we're recording this podcast on April the, is it 24th? Something like that. Today. And we have our last frost uh, protection event was a week and two days ago 
We pulled. You the remember co- better than I do. Yeah, we I pulled the covers you on a them, I didn't. <laughs> Monday evening, and uh, we we had everything tucked in very, very well. It was supposed to, the forecast was calling for thirty four. That's uh, plenty cold enough for frost yeah. down at the plant level, and uh, so we covered and covered till very late at night and it turned out it was actually didn't get quite as cold as predicted but uh, we were still glad we had pulled the cover so then we pulled them all off the next day then later in the week it wasn't supposed to get terribly cold and it got chillier than you thought it was so we watched the weather pretty carefully but um the weather is still an estimate so it's not a hundred percent yeah that's true um so, as we record this podcast, we actually feel quite comfortable in the extended uh, forecast, at least as comfortable as you can get <laughs> with uh, something as unpredictable as the weather. Yeah. We've actually taken all our covers out of the field because we th- we think we're going to be able to open for picking in about a week to 10 days. Yeah. So, you don't like, you know, it's, it's not nice for customers waiting around out in the field with the covers there and the rock bags that hold them yeah. down and so forth. So, we're, we have all the covers out and we're working on getting the rock bags out. So, pretty much we've said, okay, we're done frost protecting for, yeah. for the year. At of least course, if hope. something came up, we could pull them all back out. Right. Um, it would just be a lot just of really work to do that. That, that doesn't happen. <laughs> duplicating your efforts, basically. Yep. yep. So, so during the spring, uh, during this whole frost protecting uh, event, you're also you're beginning irrigation. Uh, these plants, especially as they start stretching, getting bigger, they use a lot of water. So we're running the pump uh, most every day, uh, sometimes several times a day. We're also injecting uh, fertilizer right into the water, and uh, this puts it right down in the little drip tube, which is in that that plastic covered hill that we talked about earlier uh we're doing doing that through this time we're also um we start our sprays during this time we we use fungicides uh research shows if you protect those blooms um do a good job of doing that you don't have to do much in-season spraying so that's what we try to do around here yeah we we generally uh subscribe to the the uh, minimally sprayed kind of methodology so uh we don't spray unless we absolutely have to but the the name of the game with that is protecting the the blooms and and the early stage yeah you're you're protecting against uh, something called botrytis gray mold and um it's the it's what turns a berry um what what makes it mold yeah so yeah you're you're protecting those blooms from from that all right, so that kind of gets us up to where we open, I guess, um, generally in the timeline of the, the strawberry cycle. Yeah, so that's uh, kind of where we are right now. Yeah. Where, you know, where we have little berries on the plants, and um, we still have blooms, too. And everyone is asking me, including my family. <laughs> and uh, Including getting, me calls and especially Eldon yeah. uh, when are we going to open when are we going to open people want to know people want to know well it's a bit of an inexact science yeah uh, typically it takes a month from uh, bloom to red strawberries yep. yep 
uh, so typically because um, there's again, a lot of variables in yeah, there. It's, yeah, it's uh, you know daytime temperatures. Uh, if you go through a cool spell for quite a while, it'll stretch that out closer to probably 40 days instead of 30 days. So the fact of the matter is, I don't know. <laughs> um, for the I, record, I understand that before I ever ask you. Um, you know, can you for sure pinpoint a day when we can open? Uh, but yeah, basically, as soon as we can lock in a date, we can start telling people that, and it just makes life simpler for ask, answering questions. <laughs> well, I mean, believe me, we're all looking forward to to being able to open up. Yeah, that's, no, that's why we work as hard as we do to uh, provide nice fruit for people to pick. Yep, it's just hard to pinpoint an actual um, day. And, of course, you're also dealing with uh, when you have a pick-your-own patch, you have to have enough volume to um, sustain, you know, your number of customers. So Yeah, it's we, not like you hit one day and suddenly yeah, there's a ton of ripe berries. That you the moment into. you see the first berry, you can't just say, okay, now yeah. we're open. So we'll typically pick some of the first ones, um, sell them at our store yeah, and uh, until we feel like we have enough volume, and then we... We may open, you know, part of a day and then have a yeah. day or two break and then... This year it's kind of looking like we may end up opening towards the end of next week. So maybe a couple of days towards the end of the week and then uh, they kind of re regroup over Sunday, which is our day off, and then uh, we'll probably roll into the next week. That's what we're, what we're hoping to do. Yeah. But there again, you know... What's the weather going to be like between now and then? Yeah. Yep. It looks actually pretty decent. Yeah. There's nothing a crazy. Couple chances of rain. Yeah, but some. temperatures, you know, our nighttime temperatures are actually fairly warm, and our daytime yeah. temperatures are up into the 70s. So. Good strawberry growth. It's like weather. good strawberry weather. Yes, sir. Ripening weather, yeah. All right, so then the season usually is, what, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks? Yeah, so this year if we start – you know, right at the very tail end of April, or just well, say May. Yeah, we should run through the month of May. Have berries. It always, you know, you open up and it's a little slower picking right at the very beginning. Though some of those first berries, usually they they are the biggest of the season. They're nice and fun to pick. Yeah. It's a nice clean patch. Uh, it's one of my favorite times. Yeah, and then uh, you you hit peak production. And then there's always kind of a slide towards the end as mm -hmm. your production drops off. Your berry size drops a little bit, though we try to do a good job of keeping the, the water and fertilizer rolling to keep yeah. that berry size up. But then you're also rewarded with uh, sweeter fruit generally, generally sweeter. towards the yeah. end of the season. So that's a factor as well. Yeah, so we you know there's not a hard set six week season or whatever uh there again we kind of we ease into it at the beginning of the season and then we kind of tail off towards the end picking it scattered and uh generally though we're looking at a six week season or so yeah we Is should that... go into into june a little ways yeah yeah but uh, there again, like I say, they're, all by year. they're still blooming out yeah. there. Um, if you remember that month rule from bloom to fruit, we should still have fruit in a month's time. So, yeah, we should should go into June this year. Then we'll, um, you know, we mow them off at some point. We take up the plastic, work our fields, and uh, typically do that in July. Yeah. And then we're 
right back into working the soil and uh, getting ready for next yeah. year. You kind of need to, uh, as far as lifting the plastic and getting your um, old plants, need to start, um, well, they need to decompose before we get too far into the uh, the bed-making process, I guess. So we, yeah, we'll till them up and work them in. Yeah. And, but basically what I'm trying to say is that starts pretty quickly after our our season. Yeah, it's. Ends. I mean, there's something to do every month of the year yeah. in regards to strawberries. It ends up being kind of a year-round process for a hopefully a six-week uh, season or so. Yeah, we can you know, be picking in June and uh, sticking those little tips at the very end of July. So yeah. that's pretty much year-round. Yep. Very good. Well, that's pretty much the life cycle of the strawberry stuff here on uh, Yoder's Farm. Uh, varies or would vary in different parts of the country. This is kind of how it works here in Virginia, Florida. Um, obviously, they pick a lot earlier than we do up north. They would pick later than we do. Um, just kind of how it works. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, it's been a good spring uh things are rolling along our tomatoes are looking uh good we're getting really good volumes of tomatoes right now with the warmer weather mm-hmm. uh, we're just trying to keep up with everything yeah that's always the uh challenge this time of the year there's plenty to do and uh mostly just depends how late in the day you want to work or how early you want to get up so <laughs> yeah. the spring has actually worked uh, pretty well i've uh tried to adopt something and it doesn't always work but i call are you it, about to say something you're going to regret saying in a public I'm about, forum i'm about to get philosophical <laughs> okay go ahead we uh i've been trying to stay out of emergency mode in other words think ahead what will we need to happen you know down the road and then try to work at that uh, preemptively can take care of mm-hmm. things yeah and uh, things uh, it just helps everything go better yeah uh, if you can keep up with stuff if you can do it a little before it absolutely has to yeah. happen uh, it helps everything run run smoother i suppose that works in most areas yeah. of life but it uh, works in a farm too so especially when you're farming with your uh, immediate family and there's always potential for some uh, relationship struggles uh anything you can do to make sure there isn't extra stress is always that's helpful. true yeah yeah just trying to to stay ahead and uh of course it requires some thinking ahead what what needs to be done and even though something doesn't absolutely have to happen that day if you can get to it yeah it'll help you help you down it the off road. the list yeah all right, so that's your little golden nugget of wisdom for the day. There you go. Maybe we'll have to have you come up with a golden nugget for every episode. All right, I think that pretty much covers everything we wanted to talk about in this episode. Unless I'm rem- uh, remembering, unless I'm forgetting something. Anything else you want to add? No, it's just uh, we we're looking forward to strawberry season. Uh, I know a lot of other people do too. Uh, it's it's really interesting once the weather starts warming yeah. up. You know, I've been getting calls for weeks now about strawberry season, and I think sometimes people feel like it's a bother. Well, it's not really. I think it's we're we're excited just like like everyone is. Yep, it's uh, pretty 
unique uh, opportunity to come out and get some i mean i think they're some of the most incredible fruit that you can you can eat yeah i they're agree fresh they're local they're uh, it's just nothing quite like strawberry season yeah. nothing gets people quite as excited as strawberry season yeah so. it's a great time of year spring uh, everything gets green and then you roll right into strawberry season it's a good kind of entry into early summer almost i guess yes yeah, so we're looking forward Something. to having a lot of people out here seeing a lot of smiling faces and uh, some red fingers and uh, just have people out enjoying the farm yep all right well that is it for this podcast if uh you want to listen to other episodes you can head over to our website yodersfarm.com forward slash podcast or you can subscribe to this uh, podcast yoders farm conversations with yoders farm uh, in your favorite podcast app there are links over on the website on that podcast page as well to um, the majority of podcast uh, apps so if you want to subscribe to get future episodes you can do that we'd appreciate it and if uh if you have a couple extra moments feel free to leave a review on itunes or wherever you're listening to this that always helps supposedly from my two episodes of history here <laughs> uh so yeah that's it for this week uh this week we'll be back in two weeks with another episode at least that's the plan and we'll see you all later take care mm-hmm.